0: So grab your coffee and your favorite notepad and let's get started. Welcome to this week's episode of the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. We have a really fun and jam-packed episode with SEO and copywriting queen, Brittany Herzberg. And we are diving into SEO in a way that should feel uncomplicated, fluff-free, and really leave you with some really good takeaways or tangibles that you can kind of walk away from today, having a good understanding of like how to get started with SEO, how to get started with SEO, basically to get you traffic. And that's the biggest thing here is that SEO can get you organic traffic so you don't need to leverage social media all the time. And we also touch upon how to leverage SEO for blogging. So you can get some great content. And I share a little bit about how I was able to get 20,000 website visitors for my product-based business from one blog post. So a little bit about Brittany. So she is a, again, copywriting provider for both service based businesses and product based businesses. And she does copywriting. She does SEO. She does a few other really cool things. You can definitely check her out and follow her on social media. But in the, in the sense, we know that visibility is super important. And we also know that it can feel super intimidating and super time consuming, and no one wants to be the internet's best kept secret. So as a massage therapist and copywriter, Brittany Herzberg believes it's more important than ever to have a connection driven approach to business. That's why she helps people harness the power of social proof marketing, SEO and copywriting to get their businesses found online organically. Amen, sister. All right, grab a coffee, grab a wine. This is going to be an amazing episode. Well, hello, Brittany. I am so happy to have you on the podcast. How is everything going with you? It's going great. I'm really excited to, to be here to dive in. I'm just sitting on pins and needles. Yay. Okay. So we're going to dive right the hell into it. Um, you love SEO. You also love storytelling and you have all these cool things that you teach. I'm really excited to sort of dive into SEO with you for a product-based business and for anyone who has an online store. SEO really should be one of your main focuses because when you have all that stuff set up, you don't need to always rely on, I mean, you still want traffic from social media, but you don't have to rely on it a hundred percent and SEO will bring you organic traffic and that is the name of the game. So before we dive into all that good stuff, you want to just introduce yourself and just tell everyone a little bit about uh, what you do and what your business is?
1: Yeah. So my name is Brittany Herzberg. You don't even have to try to say that. A lot of people call me B, B, Brittany, whatever. I am an SEO and case study copywriter, and I got here by way of massage therapy, (laughs) which requires a little explanation. So in 2020, I was home. I wasn't able to work on my clients around that time. I also discovered this whole online business world, online marketing world, and really dove in. So I learned copywriting. I learned that I already was copywriting for myself. And discovered that I could do this for other people and they would pay me. And it was something that was being searched for a little bit later. I dove into the world of SEO and the way that I think of things like you can't do copywriting without having SEO in there. So for me, it was always just like, this is part of the workflow. This is part of what we do. And I really got into it because I wanted to prove to myself that SEO didn't have to be so costly, so expensive. It wasn't only for like the big boys of like the big businesses. Um, And yeah, like I love it. And now it's in everything that I, everything that I do.
0: I love that. Let's talk about SEO. So I know everyone (laughs) listening is like, tell me all the dirt, give me all the information. I don't like SEO. (laughs) I think it's boring. It's confusing. I don't like words, blah, 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 blah. So let's kind of try to simplify it for people listening. First, maybe you could just tell everyone why is SEO important for someone who has an e-commerce business? Like why, why should they put some attention into SEO?
1: Yeah. You're selling a product that probably somebody else is also selling and you want to stand out and you want to find the people that are really, you're going to like mesh with, they're going to get your mission. They're going to understand you. They're going to love your product. They're going to turn into a raving fan We need to find those people. And you do that by having a strategy where you show up in the search results. I like to say SEO, yes, it means search engine optimization, but to most of us, that pretty much doesn't mean anything. SEO is how you show up as the answer to a Googled question. So let's say I love using my, my dog as an example. So let's say I'm looking for something for my dog. I'm gonna go ask my friends and then I'm gonna go consult Google. Even if I've asked my friend, I'm still going to go look online. I'm looking for a variety of things, but really I'm, I've got whatever I have in my head, whether it's like a doggy bandana or a certain kind of collar or a certain kind of supplement, I want to find it. So I'm going to go online and look. And if you're not optimizing your website or really any content, any listings of your products and anything, you're not going to show up where people are literally looking for you and for that thing you have. Gotcha. I love that so much.
0: Yeah. And I think that makes sense. And the other thing too, I just want to like point in there is that I know so many of you rely heavily on Instagram or TikTok to get traffic. And I think that's great. Social media is an easy place to start and it's definitely an easy place to get sales, but you want to be focusing on the things that really help you show up on a search engine. That's pretty much like the fundamental thing of like what I teach people is organic traffic, organic visibility, how can Mm -hmm. I show up on different places without social media and without doing advertising? So that's totally my jam. And that's how I built my first business, which was a product business. And I got into SEO after, you know, a year of having the business. And I really loved it because it kind of combines like creativity and data into Mm -hmm. one. And that's what I kind of liked about it. So I love that I could be creative with it, which we can talk about. But also then I was actually seeing results and I could see, okay, I'm ranking from this to this. I'm getting this one blog post is going from this much traffic each month to this month. So I Mm -hmm. love that kind of thing where you can be creative and data driven, but people that I work with in my programs and, you know, different places, I think there's a common theme with SEO. And that is, I would say two things. One, people find it really confusing. Mm -hmm. And number two, People get frustrated when they don't get results quickly. I have literally, I'm not even joking, and I'm sure you get the same thing. (laughs) I'll tell someone, okay, like say they're in one of my programs and we do a live Q&A and I'm like, okay, your product is this. Let's work on your product page, you know, title and and meta description. (laughs) And we update it. And then two days later, they email me, Carrie, I'm not showing up in Google. Like SEO (laughs) doesn't work. And I'm not saying that to be sassy to everyone. I love you all so much. and I want you to show up on goddamn Google. However, it doesn't work overnight. So the frustration for people is that they don't feel like possibly that, that SEO is worth their time because they're not going to get results today or tomorrow or next week or probably a few months from now. Therefore, they think maybe it's not worth my time. So I would say those are like the two objections I hear from people constantly on why SEO is not a priority for them. Do you want to kind of speak to those or like bust some of those myths if you don't mind? Oh, for sure. What was the first one? I'm going to write it down so I don't forget it. The first one is, what was I saying? I see I talk too much. I can't help it. (laughs) Um, The first one is that, oh, it's like confusing. They don't know what to do. Like, oh my gosh, keywords. What do I do with them? Where do I put them? What keywords do I rank for? Um, Kind of the entire process of on-page SEO. I think people just find complicated.
1: And really on page SEO is where I started. And now it's pretty much where I hang out because that is the easiest thing to to control kind of, if you will, and to even have a strategy for. Yeah. It was the very first thing that I went to. So rewind, I had the massage practice um, and I was diving into SEO and I was like, "What? what is this? What can I do? The first thing I changed were the SEO title and the meta description. And if that is gibberish to you, know this, think through, you go to Google, you've got the search bar, you type a thing in, you hit enter. That page that shows up is called a SERP, search engine results page. On that page, you have the blue hyperlinked headline text, and then you have some gray little like paragraph, a sentence or two underneath that. Those two pieces, that hyperlinked headline and the little gray paragraph underneath, that's your SEO title in the blue, and in the gray is your meta description that is what helps you get found so like that was my very first step i saw results pretty quickly actually just by putting the title and the description on the page but to your point figuring out keywords to even target, and then understanding how to take those and go use them on on page or on page seo yeah that feels very overwhelming to someone that was why i created the seo checklist that i have and i'll share that with you for for everyone listening but it it's it doesn't have to be as complicated as we think it is. The gurus who are out there who are talking about SEO, they make it sound really complicated, really expensive, really time consuming. And you can, you can be very technical, you can be very, have a really robust strategy, but there's also a simpler strategy that's available to you. So doing the keyword research, which for me always, always, always starts with looking at your social proof, which we can get into. But I always want to look at what your people are actually saying about you and your product and working with you, and then dive into the keywords. Um, another thing that people could do as you're listening, think through who do you help? How do you help them? And what do you want to be known for? And this applies whether you have a service based business or a product based business. Those three questions, and then looking at your social proof, will help you kind of like streamline into doing your keyword research. And then you could download something like the checklist to figure out where to put them on, on the page. But before I get into like it taking too long, does that help? Or are there any things that you want to like touch on? We'll come, we'll come back to it. I would
0: love to like, I'm going to give you an, a specific specific product that I have in mind from someone that I've recently bought from. and Maybe we can just go through for this business. Maybe this is like what you might be searching for. So maybe we'll come back to that yeah
1: okay so as far as it taking too long yes seo and time are best friends but that means that the sooner you start (laughs) the better it's gonna be there's like they're like besties yeah but also another thing that i say is seo ages like a fine wine or like a you know fancy cheese like it that's just a, a mental image that we can get so I also like to remind people that it's never too early and it's never too late to get started with SEO. I prioritize my clients a whole heck of a lot more than I prioritize my own stuff, but that doesn't mean that me getting started right now in fall of 2023 is too late. That just means that I might have a little bit longer of a path to go. So. It's never too late. It's never too early. If you're getting started in business, please make it one of the first things that you do. Like I'm begging you (laughs) because you're going to be given an SEO strategy, whether or not you want one, it's search engines have to figure out on their own. If you're not feeding them the information, they have to figure out who you are, what you do, where to show you to people. So by you plugging that information in, you're just making it easier for Google to play matchmaker. And, and as far as like the exact amount of time, usually the, rule of thumb the thing that you'll hear most seos say is that three to six months is really the fastest that you'll see some results there are some outliers to that it also depends on a whole host of factors but yeah don't change your you know seo title and meta description and expect to see a difference within five days
0: (laughs) i know i i love when i get that first and it happens a lot actually
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um I'm thinking of one thing in particular that someone I worked with recently, they literally, it was like one or two days later. I'm not showing yeah. up on, I'm not showing up on Google. And even my dad, uh, my dad has, I helped him build, actually I built his, a website for him in Squarespace yeah. two, a year and a half ago. I don't know. I think it was about a year and a half ago. He, he, he's, you know, retired engineer, but He likes woodworking and he can build all this like crazy woodworking stuff so anyway he like resells these tools I'm sorry I didn't say did I just say he resells them he does not resell anything he basically (laughs) wanted to create education around this like really boring woodworking tool which I'm not going to go into and he wanted (laughs) to create a website so I created a website for him in Squarespace and like literally a week later he calls me he's like Carrie I don't understand you know why am I not showing up on Google? I just searched for this and it's not showing up. And I'm like, it takes a long it takes a long time. You're not going to mm-hmm. show up after like one week. So I'm yeah. laughing, but this is a common, this is a very common question. And the other thing is, I think we are very impatient people. You know, mm-hmm. 2023, we're, f- we are the most impatient goddamn people. Mm -hmm. And so if we don't get fast results on something, it's really hard to maintain interest for someone. I don't know if that's how you feel with a lot of the people that you work with, but, and I do that in my own business. You know, sometimes if I'm I'm not getting like, sometimes with the podcast, I'm like, my downloads aren't growing enough. Like, is this worth it? Should I keep doing it? Of course I'm having a. I'm having a panicky moment and then it passes and I'm like, just shut up and keep, keep going. Um, (laughs) But I think it's hard just in general as people, if we don't get results quickly, we, we question, is it worth it? Should I stick with it? Um, And I agree with you. It's completely, SEO is so important. And I know I was recently on, um, on your podcast Mm -hmm. recently and you, I think we talked about something, but I said, if I was starting a product-based business, tomorrow, SEO would be one of the first things that I would focus on. From day one, Mm -hmm. I would be doing on-page SEO and I would be creating blog content. So every month I would have a couple blogs that would go out that would answer people's questions that they were asking about my product. I would do that from day one. Because if you do that from day one, after six months, a year, you have all this content that is basically telling Google what you sell. And number two, it's answering questions that your customers are typing into Google to search for. So you, you mentioned the matchmaker word, and I love that because it really does match, um, with like a query or question that someone's searching for with your blog post. And then Mm -hmm. that's how someone discovers you in the first place. So it's so important. And I kind of wasted the first year of my product business, not focusing on SEO. And it was definitely a huge mistake. Cause once I did focus on it, I started to get traffic. So
1: Mm-hmm. Anyway,
0: but maybe it's helpful for people just to use an example. I know you like case studies, case mm-hmm. studies are your jam. I love that. Mm-hmm. Let's use let's do like a little case study here. So mm-hmm. one of my people that were in one of the people, I shouldn't say people, one of the amazing ladies that just wrapped up my cultish product program, she sells personalized pet stickers. I know you, mm-hmm. you, you know, you mentioned your dog. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's dive into the dog thing. Um, She sells personalized pet stickers. She also sells other stickers. Mm -hmm. So if you were advising her on SEO, what would you tell her to do? Like, how should she get started? What keywords should she be looking for in the tools and like what tool do you recommend? Maybe just like walk through if you're working with her, what, what should she do from step one, step two, step three?
1: Yeah, this is great. So she's been in business for a little while. I don't know. Maybe a year. I don't, I forget. (laughs) That's enough. So she's had some people buy one year. Okay. We'll 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 guesstimate a year. So you've worked with people. That's what I'm looking for is like, if you have worked with people, you want to go and talk to them. You could do this a few different ways. You could talk to them one-to-one. You could just look through emails and text messages and order forms and like, look at the little messages that people have shared or even after they received the stickers. And we're looking for a few things. What are they saying about you? So if there was like a hiccup in delivery or if you needed to like remake the stickers or something went wrong, quote unquote, how did you handle it? What was your personality like? What could they tell by just like messaging back and forth with you? So we wanna look at you and what do they think about you? What are they saying about their experience? Again, was there a hiccup? Was everything like bright, shiny rainbows and amazingness? And then what was it like once they got their stickers and were they sending you pictures of them everywhere and like, what did they love about them? So we want to get specific. That's what I'm getting at with you, your process, like the experience of someone working with you and then the results after they get the product, what are their words? Because then we can take that. I I like to brainstorm with like a good old fashioned notebook and pen and I'll just give myself like five minutes on the clock and I'm writing down if I looking at the social proof that I have and these testimonials and this feedback, what would I be possibly typing into Google to try to find me and my stickers? And I'm just going to write down questions, thoughts, um, phrases that they might be typing in, whatever. Give yourself five minutes. When the timer is done, it's done. And then we are going to go do is test your hypothesis. So I'm on a Mac, so I'm going to say this next part. You need to pull up Google Chrome. (laughs) So pull up Google Chrome. You want to make sure you have the uber suggest extension it's free it's very easy to use it's super intuitive but i use that keywords everywhere in just the google search results page so let's say i'm looking for you know um sticker personalized pet sticker let's just say someone's going to say that so i'm going to type in personalized pet stickers hit enter then i'm going to look at the google page there all of the results does it make sense for my product to show up on this page if it's, if it's more results about like how to make personalized pet stickers, those aren't your people because you're trying to sell stickers to someone. If the results are more like I'm looking for stickers that I can make about a dachshund or, you know, that I can make with a picture of a dog and their name, that's where you want to be because you're selling stickers to someone who wants to just buy the stickers from you. So that would be a good keyword. couple of things to look for. What I just walked you through is search intent. So we want to make sure that that's a match so that the people who are finding these other results, it makes sense for them to find your page. The second thing you want to look for is something called search volume. What that means is how many people on average each month are typing this phrase into Google. My, I tell my clients, you want to aim for anywhere from zero to a thousand. We don't want to go over a thousand because we don't want to be a tiny fish in a big pond and get lost. But really, the sweet spot I have found is anywhere from like zero to 100 is really, really good because you're getting really specific with that keyword, that key phrase. And that means that the people who are going to find you, they're more than likely a warm to hot audience. So definitely zero to a thousand, zero to 100 is like gold star level. Um, from there, I make a list of keywords that are like five to 10 keywords long. So give yourself maybe a half an hour to look look through keywords and actually create them then what we're going to do is start to weave that into your copy on your website. So I, you were talking about marrying the data and the creativity. This is a fine line and not everybody walks it as well as we do, (laughs) but I realized that that's definitely a sweet spot of mine. So you want to have your personality come through. You want to be clever. You want to be cutesy. You want your brand to come through and you don't want it to be so confusing that someone can't find you or doesn't really understand what you do or what you're selling. So I like to just write whatever headline you're gonna write for that page, for that product listing, and then weave in some of those keywords so that it's like natural and it feels authentic and it feels like something that you would actually say to someone. And a good way to test that out is just to say it out loud. Um, You wanna follow certain character counts and things like that, so you wanna be careful of that with headlines. Um, But from there, you're gonna put your keywords in your headlines, you can put it in your product description. You can put it in definitely the SEO title and meta description. And a few other places, images is a big one for product-based businesses. So yeah, that's that's like your, your starter pack. <laughs> okay, cool. Let's dissect it a little
0: bit. So mm-hmm. personalized pet stickers. So I'm going to go to... Uber suggests, which is my favorite tool. So I'm glad that you recommended that. I haven't used the Chrome extension though. So I'm going to have to download that. Do you get the same like three searches a day or do you get more with the Chrome extension?
1: Is I think you get three as, like, the... searches if you have the free one. But if you have, so I decided to pay because this is something that I'm going to use for myself and my clients. So it made sense to pay. But I like to give options. Right. So if someone is just yeah. looking, and they just want to use this as a tool and they don't really want to make a career out of SEO, then definitely get the the Chrome extension. Yeah. It does limit you. Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to double
0: check. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I sell or Rachel, I'll use her name. She sells personalized pet stickers. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's going to go and type into Uber suggest, like, let's say personalized or like the best gifts for dog moms or like the best gifts for dog lovers, or Mm -hmm. I don't know something. Cause I think that's the thing where people get stuck, at least when they come to me and they're like, okay, I sell, I don't know. I sell designed water bottles or I sell, you know, boho t-shirts or Mm -hmm. I sell, um, I'm trying to think of things like that I actually buy, um, flower (laughs) prints, like, Hand-designed flower prints that you that you can print out. Mm-hmm. Um, the the thing is, people don't know what to search for. They don't even know yeah. where to start with the yeah. SEO key. You know, the keyword research. And I know that you said, look at your testimonials and social proof. Then look like look, look at sort of brain dumping some ideas of the intent. Like what would I, what would someone be searching for? And that's kind of what I always tell people is just to keep it super simple. If you sell personalized dog stickers what is your ideal customer going to be typing into Google to find those stickers? Is it like they're looking at a, a gift for a friend or they're looking at, you know, someone's dog died and they want to give them a gift or something, or yeah. they just want a cool sticker of their dog for themselves because they're obsessed with their dog. Like all of the rest of us crazy dog lovers. <laughs> so I always tell people just to literally have like multiple, like a Google sheet, uh, a yeah. Google, um, a Google sheet with like multiple tabs of, Different keywords based on like the topic. So, if it's like gifts for dog people, that's like one topic of a keyword. And then another keyword topic could be something like, I don't know, like something that you'd maybe get for yourself. There's a lot of ways that we can kind of go with this. I don't want to be like too specific here, but Mm -hmm. I think people just don't even know how to get started with the keywords. They don't, and then they see all these keywords and it's like, oh my God, personalized gifts for dog people. Then the next word is like gifts for dog people. And then the next one is like a different one. And I think it's really, I think it's really confusing for people to know which one is the winner. Mm -hmm. And that's not always a straightforward thing. Like you don't know what the winner is kind of right. You can look at the search volume. You can look at guessing game competition. Yes, exactly. Can you talk on that? Because I think that would help people feel more confident because there is no right or there isn't one thing that's going to work. And then everything else doesn't work here. You have to try. So maybe talk on this, the art of like, okay, if I sell personalized dog stickers, I'm going to focus, I'm going to choose maybe like five keywords and then sprinkle those everywhere in my website, my product pages. Um, And then I'm going to like test it. I don't know. Can you kind of speak on that? How do people know when it's working? How Mm -hmm. do people know maybe when it's time to change and try a different keyword or something?
1: Yeah, that's great. It is overwhelming. And especially when you're new to this world, I, I still remember. And even sometimes I still have days where I'm like, is that the best guess? Like, am I doing the right thing? Especially with client work? Like if it's my own thing, I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'll give this a try. No, no big deal. But when I'm handing over client work, I'm like, you know, is this the right thing? And you totally, you said it perfectly. And it's you're, make it, you're making an educated guess. And that's why I like starting with the social proof yeah. and what your people are actually saying. Because if they're saying it, they are one of those people who at some point was looking for this. They're going to say it better than we ever will because we are so, yeah. what do they say? Like you're inside the jar and you can't read the label or something. We're too inside the jar with our own stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we know the jargon. We know Hello. the terms. We know yes. what we call so, it. True. We want to be cutesy with it. But people who are looking for it, they're going to be much more matter of fact, much more, um, kind of like boring language. So that's why I encourage you to go look at what your people have actually said. And look, if you need more, if you need to have a conversation with someone, ask, just put that, put out the ask because people are more than willing to help you, especially if they, if they've had a great experience with you and they love you and they're out there evangelizing anyway they want to help you win because they like your stuff and they want to see you stick around and they want to be able to continue to come back, back and buy from you or send other people to you. So note what you're seeing in those testimonials. Definitely just check that against what you're seeing in the search engine pages. And does it make sense for me to land here, for someone to meet me here, for someone to see the product here. And then the other thing is when it comes to educated guessing, like, as you were saying, those phrases, I put them in Google just so I could look. So, let's talk through maybe a little bit of it, like in that actual example still. Personalized pet stickers, I'm seeing with Uber Suggest, has a search volume of 320. And remember, I said zero to a thousand? That's perfect. That's great. That's the only keyword that's listed there. Yeah. I think that's wonderful. So, the search volume number checks out. And then, if I go and kind of like dissect the search page, what I'm seeing, I'm seeing images. So again, people, please, for the love of everything, optimize your image titles. So whenever you figure out what those keywords are, put them in your images, that helps put them, make sure that they are in your product yeah. pages, because that helps make of, if you have a YouTube video and you and I, you know, when you come on the show, you were talking about the videos of like the boring packing videos that are on YouTube optimize those boring videos with the keywords (laughs) those are all opportunities for you to show up for someone to meet you to see your product and to go oh i need this so as i'm looking at the google page the product pages are at the top so of course those have been optimized i'm seeing like some personalized dog stickers so yes i'm immediately this is like this would make total sense for your client to show up here as i'm scrolling down the page i'm looking and i see that section that says people also ask and one of the first questions, can I make my dog into a sticker? I mean, perfect. So the search intent is definitely oh, checking out. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> this makes sense. So, so and she could maybe make a blog
0: post that says, exactly. Can I make my dog into a sticker? Like, I love that. Yes.
1: And sorry to interrupt you. No. I just got excited. <laughs> I do too. This is fine. You're my people. This is my <laughs> jam. <laughs> This is definitely checking out. So even before going any further down the page, I'm thinking to myself, the search intent totally checks out. The search volume totally checks out. I'm Mm going to make sure I add personalized pet stickers to that page. Like you said, have a Google Sheet or something. I want to make like call something out that you were speaking about with the Google Sheet. In my head, when you were describing, like, maybe I have a friend whose dog passed away and I want to get something for them. Maybe I'm looking for another dog item because I'm obsessed with my dog. It's almost like you're coming to that product from different angles, from different, like, perspectives. And I love that. Yeah. So as you're listening to this, as you're going through and creating yeah, yeah. your own keyword page, keep that in mind because that's brilliant. There's going to be a variety of people who are looking for you. Um, yeah. So that we walked through the example. Did I? Yeah. Did I kind of like hit on what you were hoping to talk through? Or is there anything else that I could clarify? Because it's a big topic. Yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome. And then maybe okay. let's.
0: No, it's so big. It's so big. Uh, no, this is great. And then maybe just one more thing to talk about, and we'll just keep using the personalized pet sticker. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> as an example, so Rachel. Has a couple. It it's makes it easier. Like we've, we're in the conversation in the person, you know, converse, uh, topic. So we'll just kind of keep going. Mm-hmm. So someone. So Rachel has her keyword. She's going to use personalized pet sticker. She's going to possibly create a blog post now on can I turn my dog into a sticker, which <laughs> kind of sounds funny. It does. Where? What kind of content? So the, so fine. We did the keyword research. She has five keywords. She's going to double down. She's going to add them on her. Pages. She's going to add them on her, like within her copywriting on her website. She's going to optimize her images. So, title your images not like one, two, three, four, five. jpeg They should be personalized pet sticker dash gifts for dog moms dash your company name.jpg. Google cannot read your fucking jumbles. They can read the personalized pet sticker stuff. So, then when someone searches for you on Google, Google knows what you're selling because you've told them because your yeah. images are titled. So I yell at people all the time about this. It's so important. And, and 99.9% of the time, like even the, even like big brands make this mistake. Because you know how you can go on a website and you can right click and save an image. I'll just randomly yeah. check them. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? <laughs> this brand, you know, again, like jq4.jpeg or better yet, it's like jq 4 320x320 pixeljpg I'm like, yes. We don't care what your pixels are. No. Um. No. Anyway, so she she's in. A, she's gonna change her image title. Mm-hmm. She's also gonna add alt text. That again, yes. Alt text technically is supposed to be describing what's happening in the image. So you could put a light description, but I honestly just use the keywords from the image title as well. So again, mm-hmm. personalized pet sticker. Um, golden doodle sticker brand name or something so we've done all the on-page seo now how do we start creating blog content when i when i tell people they should be blogging their the eyes glaze over (laughs) it's like end of conversation i don't want i I can't do this anymore like seo kind of kills people and then the blogging like that this is like a double killer um however if if you've
1: lost the first half really a double then you lose the other half of people when you say blog (laughs)
0: Oh, you lose everyone with blogging. I feel <laughs> bad for people that like teach blogging. They they their their job is hard. <laughs> I do teach um, it. It's funny. <laughs> tell people. Yeah. I mean, I try to just within all the stuff I talk about, I always say, I want to create a blog workshop or something cuz it's so important. Yeah. People it's like you they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. And plus a lot of people say, "Oh, blogging is dead," which It's not. I mean, it it could be like no one wants to read your blogs about like what you ate all day. However, Mm -hmm. if we're thinking blogs for a strategy, again, Google matchmaker person who's searching for something. That's how blogging works for a product based business. So I think that's an important thing to specify because a lot of people think, oh, isn't a blog just I'm sharing like oh what my product does no not at all so anyway so Rachel has her pet business Mm -hmm. she wants to drive traffic to her website where she sells personalized pet
1: stickers how does she figure out what blog post to write about yeah so I mean you nailed one because we're looking in that people also ask section of Google which literally are questions that people are asking and Google wants to have an answer to provide (laughs) them with so (laughs) I say that in that way but like Can I I turn my dog into a
0: sticker? Do I? Sorry, sorry. There is a weird delay with our recording. I know I just joked around and I said, can I turn my dog into a sticker?
1: (laughs) I mean, but really, because that's something that I would probably type. Like I said earlier, when people are typing something into a search engine, they're not thinking of the cutesy things. They're not thinking of the jargon that we know. They are looking for something incredibly basic, like, can I turn my dog into a sticker? I have a Dachshund Chihuahua. Yeah. Is this possible? Can you help me? Um, and now I'm thinking about like, all the dog related items because I've seen sweatshirts with like those fun little like one line drawings of like the dog. And the. I want all of the dog stuff, especially that stuff. It's really cute. But yeah, I just... can I make my dog into a sticker would be a perfect blog topic. Other ones that you could do, you could maybe find out. Um, also in that people also ask section, I'm looking at the same Google page what is pet sticker material maybe you're going to talk about like how your stickers are created you could then go into like even the why of how you got how you got started what was the catalyst for you to now be making Mm -hmm. personalized pet stickers talk about that share about that people love a good product mission hand raised because i certainly do Mm -hmm. um other things that you can do just looking at the same page we can scroll down And at the bottom, you've probably seen this before, but maybe not paid attention to it. It says related searches and it has those gray bubbles with other um, phrases in there as well. So you could say like custom cartoon pet stickers. And I will note that one says it has a search volume of zero per month. And that doesn't mean we need to be afraid of it because 15% of searches every single day on Google are being searched for the first time. So those are the ones that are gonna have the search volume of zero. I was very like leery to use anything with a search volume of zero at the beginning. Once I understood that, I was like, oh, wait yeah. a second. I could be a very big fish in a very small pond and I could really help people here. So you could yeah. choose to create content around that. You Maybe you hodgepodge some stuff together that you're finding on this page and you have a list of headlines, you have some image titles, you have some points that you can make some you know a story that you could walk someone through look really analyze the search results pages you'll be surprised the information that you can find there but you want to have your topic and either you come to your topic first or you come to your keyword first but it's usually one of those two and then just start outlining it really like give yourself a minute to map out what is this blog gonna look like is this am I just listing stuff out am I linking to a whole bunch of my products is this like a gift guide Am I walking someone through the, the process of ordering? Am I walking someone through like someone's story about they ordered stickers and it changed their life or their dog's life for the better or the worse? <laughs> like, what is the thing that you want to share with the reader?
0: Gotcha. I like that. I think another thing too, at least like what I did with my product-based business, and I'll just share because I did have a business that was, uh, you know, a pet business. So definitely relevant to the pet stickers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would also think who's my ideal customer and then break that up into like content buckets kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So my ideal customer was someone who probably had a golden doodle or a golden retriever or some expensive dog, like a French bulldog or something. Cause again, mm-hmm. my product was more expensive. So I was trying to target people who, you know, if you can, if you pay f- for a dog, you can afford my $40 a month, uh, pet box. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So I kind of like chose dog breeds. And then I also chose different categories, like people who love planning dog birthday parties. That was my idol customer. They used to throw lavish birthday parties for their dog. Uh, they traveled with their dog. They would do like, you know, brunches and they were obsessed with their dog becoming Insta famous. Like their dream in life was to have basically like to be a pet influencer with their dog. So anyway, so knowing those things about my ideal customer, I created blog content that spoke to those content buckets. So I had a lot of blog posts that weren't, you know, by my subscription box, they spoke to questions that people were asking, what are the best dog toys for golden doodles? Um, What are the different types of golden doodles? How to throw your dog's birthday party, five ways to grow your pet's Instagram account. So I kind of went the education route and really dove into blog content that spoke to questions that people are asking. Mm -hmm. But also, just in general, like, spoke, not really questions that people were asking necessarily, but, you know, they're interested in their dogs, growing their dogs Instagram. So just kind of choosing a thing that they were into, and then writing content about that. And a lot of my blog posts, you know, did nothing. I had a couple that were Grand slams, Mm -hmm. like twenty. And we talked about this in your podcast. Like my best blog post got twenty thousand website visitors per year. So from one blog post, this is the secret sauce of SEO. This is why you need to care. Because if you have one blog post that drives twenty thousand website visitors, you're probably not even getting five website thousand website visitors from Instagram all the time. You know, Mm -hmm. and you write a blog post one time. So I. So whenever people ask me, okay, I want to do a blog, but like, what do I blog about? And they assume that they're just supposed to create content on their product. And that's not true. You can definitely talk about your product and all that, but you're more, I mean, at least how I teach it and like how I got results was creating content around things that people were asking about and then weaving my product in. So, okay, yeah. cool. You are looking for a gift for your dog, dog obsessed friend. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. by the way, here are the best five best gifts for dog people. And then you're putting your product in there. And then maybe, yeah you're an affiliate for other people's stuff and you can throw their stuff in there and then you can be an affiliate or something. So anyway, that's kind of how I always tell people to do blog content. I think there's a lot of ways that you can do it. I think it it depends on honestly, your industry. I think the pet industry is, it can be really fun. I mean, there's a lot of creativity with that. Mm -hmm. Um, Are there anything other tips for the content stuff, like how people should create blonde blog content or, um, any tools you recommend? I know you said Uber suggest. Is there any other tools that could maybe help people with um, blog ideas in particular?
1: Yeah. I mean, sourcing ideas, I'm I'm big with just like, in case I haven't hinted at it enough, listening to your people. So I, I say this all the time and it's not a joke. Like I create content based on questions that people are asking me or thoughts that are coming up for them. Like I had yep. two questions today or two uh, DMs today that I fielded about sales pages and seo so guess what i'm gonna do i'm gonna then look at creating content around making sure that you have seo in your sales page just like seo in your product page we we want the seo there so it can be found yeah so listening to what your people are saying listening to what they're asking or just like sharing with you maybe it's something like oh my gosh i didn't even think about trying to make my dog instagram famous That's definitely a thing now, but, you know, maybe someone has been living under a rock and they didn't know that that was a possibility or they hadn't thought about doing that because they never thought they were going to have a dog. Um, Really listening to your people is key. The other thing is, like you said, understanding your people and having a really good sense of like, what are their interests? What are their goals? What do they want to do? Why are they looking for stuff that you have? And just, again, let yourself brain dump. Let yourself just, like, think and be creative and dream things up. You could act on it and just go, like, oh, immediately you know that X topic is going to be something your people are going to look for. Maybe you want to write some things out and then wait and look for that feedback from people. It, it'll happen, and it usually happens pretty quickly. So listening to your people, just being really clear on who you're helping and who your audience is is, that can be amazing thinking through other collaborators. Like you said, I think the affiliate links, like that's so brilliant. That's just a really smart way to think about stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, plus like I know we both love stories and we both love celebrating other people. So it's like, you know, who else can I bring in on this? What other business can I feature? What other products can I call out? Um something that just came to mind, I mean we talked about dog birthdays and like dog brunches, which is so fun. I want to do that now. But uh the other thing that I just thought of is like any of those like wacky out of left field national holidays, think through that, like map that out. Get like oh, yeah. there's tons of websites. So just go like pay attention to that. Just have fun with it um, maybe there's like a cause or some sort of like awareness around, you know, I'm thinking about my, he's, he has a dachshund chihuahua. That wasn't just an example. And they have like the spinal, um, disease. A lot of times they're kind of like predisposed to that because they're long and low to the ground. So you you could, you know, if you serve a lot of people who have dachshunds or something like that, you could think about creating a blog around that. But yeah, listening to your people being really understanding of, um, and aware of just who they are and what they're interested in, that can be really huge. And from a tool perspective, I know that a lot of people that I help who have WordPress, they like using Yoast. And you can use Yoast. And I encourage you not to get too obsessed with all of the green lights because Yoast, I kind of, when I dabbled with it a little bit, I noticed that Yoast I only really listen to like 80% of the time. So don't get too hung up if you get like a yellow light or a red light, it's okay. If you, as you start to understand where to plug in keywords and how to make the most of them and what your on-page strategy looks like, you won't need Yoast or any kind of tool like that as much, but it's really helpful as you're getting started.
0: Gotcha. I used to have WordPress for a blog and I did like, I did like Yoast. A lot of my stuff was... Not the green lights (laughs) (laughs) for my current current business. Yeah. My blog was on WordPress for my current business. And like, like we all do for, we help everyone else with stuff more than we do with our own business. So, um, yeah, my blog is definitely, not super SEO'd, um, I wish I need to get back into. So, um, okay. This was amazing. Thank you so much, Brittany. Um, I love chatting all about just like the blog stuff and the content ideas, (laughs) tell everyone where they can find you and how, like what services you offer. How can people work with you?
1: Yeah. Well, actually, as we were talking through this, I do have a, I think it's a four day email course. It's all about writing blogs with SEO. So if that is of interest to you, I periodically open that up. Um, you'll either come to the page and it will be open or you'll come to the page and there will be a wait list. But I I do believe I'm going to open the doors to that again pretty soon. So maybe I can chat with Carrie and figure out like a good timing for that. But I have that. Um, I have that, like I said, the SDO basics checklist, which will be particularly helpful for you if you want to start doing um, SEO for your main website pages or even like your blog pages. As it gets into product pages, I have a friend who does a much better job of that than I do, but a lot of the same principles apply. But especially if you want to revamp your SEO on your main website pages like your home, about, um, contact, things like that, or your blog pages, this would be really helpful. And then if you have any other questions, I'm always happy to answer them or to point you in the right direction. If it's not something that I know really well, I'm over on Instagram way too much at my name. It's Brittany underscore Herzberg, and I'll make sure you have that link. And then um, you can always poke around on the website, which I will be adding more blogs to very soon. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) All
0: right. Well, thank you so much, Brittany. So good to see you again and to chat with you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Carrie A. Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much. And I'll see you guys next week.